0: Hi, listeners. We have partnered with HYV Designs to bring you a discount on their store. Please go to etsy.com slash shop slash H-Y-V-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. And use promo code SKT15 on checkout to get a 15% discount on their items. They have everything from King's Light the Beam memorabilia to BTS light sticks to Genshin Impact coasters and much more. Check out their store on Etsy.com and use promo code SKT15 on checkout to get a 15% discount. Link in the description. Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 355 of Sack Kings Therapy. Uh, We are coming to you basically right after the Kings lose against the Pelicans, 127 to 117. Or 117 to 127. Sorry, a little muddled right now. But they basically lose their in-season tournament game and therefore are out of the tournament. There will be no dreams of the Kings facing the Pacers in the finals. Uh, You know, the destined matchup that unfortunately will not be this year. But let's uh, get into it, I guess. (laughs) I don't know if there's any real positives to really take away from this. But uh, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Fong is here with me. Hello. We will end on a positive note, so don't you worry. But um, so this game, the Kings came out firing like they absolutely dominated to start this game in the first quarter. They, they came out, I thought with great energy, they were hitting their shots. They were playing with incredible energy and incredible pace and they go, they jumped out to, I believe it was a, yeah, it was a 15 point lead. I don't remember what the exact score was, but it looked like the Kings were going to run the Pelicans out of the, out of golden one center who by the way were on their third game in three nights or in third game in four nights just a rough uh road trip but instead in the second in the second half of the first quarter the pelicans bench checked in and completely changed the game
1: Uh, pretty much like not saying that our bench couldn't keep up with their bench but something about not us hitting shots I think that's about all I could say uh had changed the game in a way other than you know their bench kind of going off as well
0: I don't even think it was we couldn't score against them well that was part of the issue it was they were playing they were feeling themselves a lot from that opening run so much so to the point where they stopped kind of taking care of the ball and, you know, they started turning the ball over. You know, um, Al- Jose Alvarado had his, you know, signature Grand Theft Alv- Alvarado moment against uh, De'Aaron Fox for, the- for his fifth turnover of the quarter. They just did not take care of the ball. They were a little bit nonchalant. And it was kind of masked by them just going on an absolute barrage. But when that second unit of the Pelicans checked in, that is a just a nasty defensive unit. You have Zeke Naji, you have Jose Alvarado, of course, not Zeke Naji, Naji Marshall by pad And then like Dyson Daniels plays in spot minutes and Trey Murphy. So you have length, intensity, and just suffocating defense. And yeah, that suffocating defense really got to the Kings.
1: Yeah, it seemed like they were at the right place at the right time. Like they. Intercepted a lot of our passes as well, got a lot of our turnovers, and it just is what it is, really. If I like you know the previous two times we uh kind of faced them.
0: Like I always kind of describe like the Kings, like this year, especially, I feel they really struggle to like always play their style of basketball. And what I mean by that is you know, with pace, with you know, fast break, every, you know, make or miss, they're gonna push the ball. And they're just going to ram it down your throat. But this year, I feel like they, they've kind of, and especially in losses like these, it was like this in the Rockets games too. They played to the, to the other opponent's game. You know, the other opponents were able to force it into a slower, more methodical game where, you know, you have to get just about every single stop and the pace is going to be slow and, you know, half court buckets are going to be hard to come by and one of the really great things, incredible things that the uh, Pelicans were able to do was that they were able to pretty effectively take De'Aaron Fox out of the game for a lot of the first half. He was able to kind of come back in the second half a little bit, but you can tell like he was just out of it.
1: Yeah, you could start with like looking at how he takes his shots. It he takes really good shots. It just wasn't. Going in as it should. And he took some really good shots as well. It's just maybe it's a mental thing, but I mean, you know, yes yeah, I mean, it's just a slow game for him. Hopefully, it's just one out of yeah, one out of many to come.
0: I mean, yeah, it's a bit of an off game for him. Like again, the five turnovers were all pretty terrible. Like, again, getting get Grand Theft Alvarado, and then just you know, lose. He got picked, he got his pocket picked three times like one by Jose Alvarado of course and then the uh, then the second one with the you know Grand Theft Alvarado and then Najee Marshall just picks just picks his pocket it was just he was just off but then again that second unit like when you replace CJ McCollum with Jose Alvarado and you play Zion Williamson with, with Najee Marshall it's just a whole different vibe you, you have just insane length incredible ball pressure like one thing one thing like I don't know if you like uh took notice of this it felt like every time they inbounded the ball Jose Alvarado or Herb Jones would be right there at with uh De'Aaron Fox like right at the baseline just you know trying to you know hopefully get a steal it's it's just so much pressure and like it really looked to wear to wear on him of course he did he did start to figure it out a little bit more towards uh the end of the game but It's just so much defensive pressure.
1: Yeah, and from here on out, I'm pretty scared of facing the New Orleans Pelicans, because not only that, I felt like, in terms of their offensive game, man, it is, like you said, a very wanky team. Almost everyone in the team can score. And...
0: uh, I would disagree. keep, Keep going, but keep
1: going. And... Well, i'm just more afraid of their length, and it's tough for us, since you know kind don't have that meant that much length to guard. A, you know, well, not wave, but size specifically to guard Zion weighing for Brandon Ingram. Cj. I mean, you have to uh, let it go. I feel and Jonas. I mean, he's a brewery guy in the middle. so.
0: I'm not worried about guys like Valanciunas. Valanciunas is going to do what Valanciunas does. But the guy that won them the game is Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram, like, he, he was 10 for 20. It felt like he was, like, 18 for 20. You know, you talk about, like, the Kings not having a lot of size. That's true. But at the same time, I thought Keegan Murray did his absolute damnedest to guard him. And, you know, every single shot that he made, he was 10 for 20. Every single shot was tough. But the Kings, but like he just made every single shot. He was hot this game. And every single time the Kings made a run, he he would usually be the catalyst for breaking that run with, you know, a timely score. And then it was just one of his games. Like, there was one three that he hit where, you know, he hit back rim and bounces to the sky and then hits front rim and then rolls into the basket. It was just one of those games for him. And if he doesn't have that kind of game, this is a very different game, I'll just say. The e- the Kings easily could have taken it, but you know Brandon Ingram, give credit to him. He like he was just absolutely incredible uh this game just could not miss and just yeah, like this was a game where he he was a star and you know, I've re- I've read some comments like this is the best version of a- Brandon Ingram and people wish that it was a little bit more consistent, but it just so happens that when he plays the Kings, he just can't miss. <laughs>
1: Yeah, hopefully one of these days we'll see the other side of Brandon Ingram.
0: And like the only criticism I have is that you, you just have to double him more. Like they started doubling him. And of course, it did lead to like, you know, buckets from uh, Trey Murphy and some other guys. Herb Jones went three for five from three. But yeah, you, you have to just live with those guys taking shots like Jose Alvarado shooting Trey Murphy. You probably don't want everyone to leave him, but like you got to just double him. But one guy that actually did guard very well was Zion because, you know, the Kings came in with a plan. They were not going to let him get left. And, yeah, he basically didn't get left for a lot of the game. And he struggled, you know, only 10 points. But, you know, it's just one of those games where I feel like had the Kings just played, like, had the ball bounced uh, differently a few times, I think the Kings easily could have taken it. But the other part is that even though the Kings, so the Kings actually shot seven for 11. Uh, from three in the first quarter but only finished with 14 made threes they shot uh, 14 for 41 34 percent i thought they could have hit way more threes because they had so many open looks and unfortunately like with bi hitting so many timely shots the kings needed more timely shots too and they just it just wasn't there for them this game where they got a lot of open shots especially during like big runs and they just couldn't knock them down specifically from three
1: yeah, pretty much. Don't one time where we wanted them to, uh, you know, hit threes in. Sadly, it wasn't the case.
0: Yeah, so I'm not that. I'm like so a lot of people are kind of, you know, saying saying the Pelicans are the Kings' kryptonite. Y- you know what? It's it's a, it's a half truth. They definitely like the Kings have not beat them at all this this uh, this year so far. They're three and they're zero and three against them. Apparently, they're going to play them twice again. So that's going to be fun. I think if the Kings just are able to make more shots, I think they'll be fine. Now, of course, easier said than done, but I think like if they if they just get hot from three again, I think they could easily take take the Pelicans. And again, they got an incredible performance from Brandon Ingram to be able to actually like dig them dig you know take them home basically.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, well, I guess we shall see the next time we face them. Uh, hopefully, we have a different game plan.
0: Well, I think this game plan was fine. They might need to double up BI a little bit more, but then you probably unlock Zion. And, like, they took Mm -hmm. Zion out of the game. And, you know, Valentino is going to do what Valanchunas is. I'm not worried about him at all, as I mentioned. But, you know, CJ McCollum, like, was he also had a really good game? And are you going to get those again? But, you know, like the Kings, I thought they played well enough. It's just that they, they just needed just one or two more threes to go down. And the game is completely different. Oh, yeah. So... All right. Uh, well, so the Kings are going to be out of the tournament now. Um, so they're going to face the losers of Phoenix versus Lakers, I believe, on Thursday. I thought I saw somewhere where, where it was Friday, but that might be the actual in-season tournament final. Uh, I forgot how it works. But yeah, the Kings are going to ha- get a nice little big rest. I don't think they're going to Vegas. They're, they're not going to Vegas. They're going to fa- They're going to be at, I think, uh, Lakers or Suns. So that's going to that that's a, it's a bit disappointing. We were really hoping for, you know, the the uh Wobb called it kind of the the NBA Sicko's favorite like scenario where the Kings face the Pacers in the final. But unfortunately that is not to be. The Pacers beat the Celtics in in uh, its saying game where once again like I guess just the, just the, just because I'm in a negative mood right now. Let's shit on Jason Tatum. Like just fuck is he doing sometimes like i just like he he's a guy that i've always said is a jump shot and not much more granted an incredible jump shooter like you know guy shoots like 40 percent from three on a lot of off the dribble threes but he's just not the guy and people always like say he's like a top five player and that's like eh, i don't know man I, I never trust the celtics because he's
1: the lead guy yeah, I mean I don't know what else to say. I mean, they'll make it far for sure, regardless. I feel they'll make
0: it far, but like the against the right team, it's just like I, I think I said at the beginning of the year, and I didn't elaborate on this enough of like how I think the Bucks are probably the better team. Look, the Bucks with Dane, they also take the stupid, they, they take away a lot of the stupid that happens with the Bucks with, with Dane. Like, I I've watched, like, Giannis make some of the dumbest decisions I've seen in crunch time this year. But then you have Dame there, and that's the guy that's going to take you home. The Celtics don't have that guy. They just don't.
1: <laughs> no, they, definitely the, not.
0: Again, they, they, like, my thing with them is that they have a stupid problem. And it's, like, I love Drew Holiday. He's not going to solve that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, credit to Tyrese. Like, Tyrese was amazing. Buddy hit a huge three to basically end the game just you know like Tyrese has gotten to another level at this point and it's too bad we don't get to see the Kings against them and so I think January so you know that's going to be an interesting game like in January um like you know their base the Indiana Pacers are basically almost a supercharged version of like the Kings from last year and we'll see like how far that takes them they're about like a 500 team but like they're a, they're a fun team
1: oh yeah defensively i don't think so much
0: yeah so like the funny thing is if it if it wasn't for the wizards and the hornets this year they could have the greatest offense of all time and the worst defense of all time all of ah, one season
1: yeah they're
0: they're, they're they're just above those guys and come on wizards can you do anything right at least just be like at least be the second worst why do you have to be the worst defense just do something right
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah
0: but uh, yeah, either way, yeah, the Kings are going to be out. Um, I think they still do win a prize. I think they win like a chain or something. I forgot like the prizes. They're, they're, they're like a variety of prizes that are pretty dope. Um, so yeah, that, I thought that, that's going to be pretty cool. Huh. But oh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, no. Uh, you could go on ahead.
0: But yeah, they they win some sort of prize and like they do win money. It's not five hundred thousand, but I think it's like twenty five thousand something like that. You know, so it's it's some money, just a little extra, just a little extra cash.
1: Yeah, that's pretty decent. Uh, I'm kind of interested on in what the prize looks like if um you know every team that I'm assuming makes it through the first round gets.
0: Yeah, so I mean, we'll see. I just remember seeing a picture. So tomorrow night it will be Knicks versus Bucks and Lakers versus Suns. Who who do you got?
1: Uh, let's start with the East first. I'm definitely going to go with Milwaukee. <laughs> I don't, I don't trust the Knicks regardless of you know Brun- eh, Brunson and Brun- Brunson you know,
0: takes a lot of the stupid out of that team.
1: Pretty much. But you uh, want,
0: but like if I hate on Jason Tatum for terrible decisions. Oh Julius Randle, man. man. And I'm gritting my teeth right now. And I'm I'm not even a king, I'm not even a Knicks fan.
1: Yeah, and RJ Barrett, I mean, I like him, but he's just so inconsistent.
0: He he's he doesn't have the offensive touch.
1: Just no, done, he, he just
0: doesn't have it. But like he's good. I like him, but he doesn't have the offensive touch.
1: Yeah, so that's why I'm choosing Milwaukee. I mean, I don't think they'll stop be honest. Dame's probably gonna have a good time. Middleton Militant's probably gonna also have a good time. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, see. That's gonna be an interesting, interesting thing. Like some like I, I was listening to Amina and His dream matchup in the finals was the Knicks versus the Kings. Because apparently, according to him, that a, those are the two loudest fan bases and the two most entitled, which that's a bit confusing. Which no. sh- sure. But like that, those are two fan bases that would have absolutely celebrated the shit out of this NBA cup. But oh, again, I bet. But again, it is not to be because the Kings are not in it, but the Knicks could be in it. Uh, you know what? Just to be a double advocate, I'll pick the Knicks. Like I want, no. I want to see, I want to see people like really just celebrate and go crazy about this cup. I want to see Knicks fans. Like I'll say this about Knicks fans. There's only one fan base that's probably crazier than Kings fans. and That's probably the Knicks. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much true <laughs> for how, the league, I feel.
0: So, yeah. Uh, What about the West?
1: I mean, I want to say the Lakers just because, you know, if we did win today's game, it'd be a really nice to face the Lakers and win against them so we could face potentially the pacers for the tournament but now that's not the case i'm gonna choose phoenix (laughs) just because so Uh, we can face the lakers and beat them ourselves
0: let me quickly check the injury report for phoenix real quick is is Um, bradley beal gonna be back let's see
1: that's gonna change my (laughs) answer that's gonna be the case
0: he's gonna be out he's gonna be out tomorrow so
1: bradley beal i mean it feels like he's always out
0: Basically, he, he's a part time basketball player at
1: this point, so I mean, as long as Katie's there, Books there, and they've been Wa- amazing, they've been amazing, though, mm-hmm. like those two. And for uh, which Macaulay, the Acres, I mean, hopefully, we're bronze there for sure. Is AD gonna be healthy? They'll
0: they'll, they'll be healthy,
1: all right. I mean, still, <laughs> between the two, I'm still choosing Phoenix on this one
0: okay all right sounds good um honestly I'll probably pick the Lakers like look I love book I love KD they also have a stupid problem so you know like I I just think like the if a game comes down to the final few possessions I trust LeBron out and I trust LeBron over those two even though like those two guys are insane um are insane scorers not the greatest decision makers i feel like they they will force shots and like you know they'll live and die by their mid ranges but i think lebron will get them settled
1: mmm well, i guess we shall see tomorrow
0: we shall indeed see so uh some uh one more quick thing about the game uh unfortunately apparently a, a fan died at the game um in the first quarter he he lost consciousness and when the paramedics came uh, about came to the game to you know uh, resuscitate him he was pronounced dead after about after i believe it said 20 minutes um Uh, so really unfortunate that that happened
1: and prayers up to him his family and friends because that's that's terrible
0: yeah condolences to him and his family that is a that is that is Yeah, I just just hope the best uh, for I really don't like hearing about like stories like this, but it's kind of stories like this that also kind of let you know, like, hey, things lost the game. But like, that doesn't mean shit in the grand scheme of things. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, there was a loss of life there. You know, it's just just best of wishes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So I said we were going to end on a positive note. 49ers beat the shit out of the Eagles last, uh, was it two? Yeah. Last, yeah. Last, yesterday. So, you know, give me your thoughts. I, I, I briefly mentioned it, but of course I didn't watch the game. So I didn't, uh, I didn't talk about it on last episode, but tell me your thoughts. Is should Brock Purdy be the MVP and should Eagles Eagles fan eat shit and die.
1: I mean, I wish Brock can be MVP to be honest, but there's a lot of other players that I feel that, you know, are on par or above par of Brock Purdy, um, so I mean, I just hope that he's in the what it what they call it the candidacy <laughs> at least top five maybe, I would say, but, but I don't know if he's gonna win MVP in my opinion. But
0: I don't think he has enough. He just doesn't have enough juice. Like he doesn't have the PR behind him specifically. No, like, you, you just you just need like you know a, a big part of the fan base gassing you up. You need like media members to gas you up. They just don't know who he is right now, unfortunately. Right?
1: It's I feel like he's being overshadowed by other players on the team as well. It's like CMC, yeah, yeah, it's CMC, particular. and uh, you know also our defense is helping. Is in my opinion? I mean, this Niners are more of a team oriented type team i don't know, <laughs> I don't know how much to they, they have a lot that. of talent
0: yeah yeah I, I i get what you're saying so mm-hmm. unfortunately but like he had a great he had a great throwing game from what i heard like there was there was one clip where debo basically like he gets like he catches the ball There's one guy that kind of like kind of grabs him a little bit, but he sheds him off. And then it's just open season to the top, to to the end zone. It was like an incredible play where he's just too much of a beast.
1: Yeah. I I haven't seen this kind of Debo in quite a long while, to be honest, like with how the offense works with the Niners. I mean, you just never know who's going to be out there going off and, you know, you, you you gotta know that CMC is gonna go off every single game, but when you add a little of Debo or a little of George Kittle or Brandon, I you, I mean, you have so many offensive weapons that you just don't need all of them to uh, do well. You just need some of them to do well and have the rest uh, be uh, in the just uh, distracting the you know opponent's defense, and that's pretty much what they did. I feel.
0: Yeah and you know i look i'm not going to talk about it schematically but you know like dominating the eagles like that shutting up eagles fans at least momentarily like that's a statement and like right now they're probably the favorite team to win the super bowl right now like you just beat the best team in the association whatever they call it
1: yeah so far wait we beat the eagles we beat dallas um, I mean, who else are we? Kansas
0: probably is the other one.
1: Yeah, they're. They
0: haven't beat Kansas yet, have
1: they? Not this season. It's Kansas is a kind of a weird. They have something weird going on right now, so I, I don't know about them. So, you know who who knows? Patrick Mahomes probably makes some magic happen.
0: But uh, other than that, so like, yeah, let's, we ended on that, um, on that positive. So, you know, just so that we're not all depressed. I, I'm looking at King's Twitter right now. It is dark. It's just one of those things where, come on, guys, relax. <laughs> it's it's okay. You, you can lose a game and not freak out about it. it it's okay. Um, Kings will get through it. Although the the one thing I will kind of like, you know, keep an eye on like a lot of people are bringing up the kings do need an upgrade at the three they just need a bigger guy even though i thought harrison barnes played really well but people just always have something to complain about harrison barnes about Man. like i thought he guarded zion as well as he could like people were like saying bring in kessler i right? like oh it's i mean yeah he's a better defender but like he does not space the floor at all harrison Barnes spaces the floor like you got to understand like you know Harrison Barnes is just a solid good player with very little weaknesses, but people always kind of get distracted by the shiny, like one thing, and like don't get me wrong, I love Kessler Edwards, but Kessler's not good enough on offense to kind of play a lot of the time, and even though I actually would have actually liked to see him out there, like when Keegan wasn't guarding him, like just have just have Kessler out there with Harrison, you know. But either way. They're, look, they're, I, I will keep an eye on that trade, on that trade market. Um, again, the, the, the dreams of getting OGN and an OB just understand you're going to have to, you're going to have to give up something very precious. Okay. I, I'm talking about one of probably Malik or Keegan. Okay. That's going to be a thing. Like you can, you can dream about trading Harrison for him. That, that shit ain't happening. Okay. <laughs> just, just be ready.
1: Yeah, Sally, that's the truth. And hopefully, I mean, in your opinion, would would you trade Adam Malik or Keegan for OG?
0: Look, Malik, you can probably talk me into, but I don't I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough one. But kings do need like you lose your essentially like your third creator. And like Mm -hmm. just unless like Kobe Jones is gonna be that guy, which that's gonna take at least a few years. It's just no i i wouldn't do it that's gonna fuck up the entire team i think
1: no yeah i, I would not do it at all but,
0: but understand understand fans, that's what you're giving up okay you're not, like davion mitchell that shouldn't go give it done kevin Herter probably isn't going to get it done either and like god forbid harrison barnes is definitely not going to get it done i don't unless you've given like 10 draft picks maybe that will get it done but that's probably not I mean, happening either
1: can you give all free? And make it yeah, do um, they, they possible. Well, like
0: you would, you would take back another player. Like his OG salary is actually pretty low, so. You know. mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like I, I listened to a Bulls podcast. I told you this off air, but like they were, we were talking the um, in, um Matt Jones is locked in. He was talking to the locked on Bulls uh guy, and this dude had the had the audacity to say, look, if you guys want Caruso. Or DeRozan. We're going to need Keegan. And that is where I hang up the phone, tell you go fuck yourself, and we are never talking ever again. If I was Monster, <laughs> get, get serious. You ain't getting Keegan for shit on that team.
1: Nope. Never, ever. Uh, he's definitely. Uh, yeah. Also, by
0: the way, Woe uh, said Zach Levine has no trade, trade value right now. That's has funny.
1: no trade value?
0: Like, no one wants that contract for essentially a third option.
1: Yeah. What was it again? How many times we had to repeat this? Forty. What two million a just,
0: year? Uh, just 40 million It's his last year. was like forty six, uh, and there's I think three years left. Yeah. No.
1: No. Thank you.
0: <sighs> yeah. So uh, grim times for for the Bulls. Like stuck stuck in the bottom of the East. Uh, just uh, yeah. It's a tough situation. Okay, well, we said we ended on the positive note. I guess we can end it on that positive note uh, before we get more doom and gloom. But yeah, just, just relax, Kings fans. We'll, we'll bounce back from this. It's all right. Like, you know, like, we we'll, we just got to take it one game at a time. Don't ever get too high. Don't ever get too low. Good days are ahead. Oh, yeah. All right. Anything else you want to quickly go over?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, anything on your side?
0: uh nothing really uh oh. i'll i will say this uh kind of stop playing Diablo. It, it, it's just it's too repetitive oh so, uh,
1: i'm not gonna lie last weekend when we played uh yeah i i, I don't know i kind of gave up
0: <laughs> yeah it get it does get stale even though i do love like nightmare dungeons and stuff uh, I'm, I'm i'm just burnt out <laughs> like i i got to level 86 which is actually pretty good but Man, I'm, I'm done.
1: Yeah, what's your what I was gonna say is, um, the, oh, did you see the highlights for Raw yet?
0: Uh, I haven't finished it. Why?
1: Oh, no, I haven't even started.
0: <laughs> um, I, let, there was one thing I was gonna quickly talk about, but I, I it, it actually kind of slipped my mind. But, um, yeah, I guess uh, CM Punk is I don't think was he on the show? I don't even remember. Um, but Looks like the plan is for him to face Seth Rollins, which is the right thing to do. But would you rather prefer to see him face, like, Jey Uso or something like that? Or actually, he faced Jey Uso tonight, so probably not. But, like, my dream is for him to face Sami and just Ooh. have him win the world title. But it looks like CM Punk throws a giant wrench into those plans, and it's just, I don't know. Like, you know, it's just, like look, a lot of people love CM Punk, and I get why. He's just not that guy for me, and, like, him just stepping right back into it and just into the main event, and, you know, things went downhill in AEW when he won that world title, and I thought it was a terrible idea at the time. I I did not like that, because I get why you do it as a business decision, but I was always hoping, like, he would just be a part-timer that just puts over young guys, which was what he did with, like, MJF and stuff like that, but you know, they're just going to thrust him right back to the main event. Some people are even suggesting him like he beat Roman. No. 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 Go fix your go fix yourself. Sorry. I do not want that. <laughs> and yeah. like that will tank WWE, I think, but you know, that that's just my opinion. Uh yeah, so that that's just my thoughts.
1: Yeah. I mean, not really a real storyline other than, you know, him and uh going at it but i mean afterwards i i kind of want to see him create a new faction not gonna lie i mean all i've known him for is with factions over i mean honestly
0: turn heel like because right now i uh, granted wwe fans don't know what happened and are still very positive on him he's got to turn heel like for me anyway although like you know with cody coming to eight like i don't know if you know the story of how cody kind of came back to wwe basically like he he kind of fucked up with this one promo where he essentially praised like was really like pro america right right around the george floyd times it was just like when anti-american sentiments were kind of at their highest and he kind of that kind of just set a chain of like basically the fans wanted him to turn heel but he refused to and that was one of the reasons I believe that made him leave AEW. But, like, he's an incredible babyface now, so maybe CM Punk could do something like that. But I don't know. Like, every every kind of babyface thing he tries to do now will just run hollow with me. Because, like, I'm just, like, at this point, I'm just waiting for him to become an asshole. Like, say, oh, I'm not getting a main event. I'm done. I'm gonna just start starting fights b- backstage, causing problems with people, and get fired. We'll, we'll see if that's the case, but, like, a lot of the a lot of the goodwill of CM Punk has been lost for me.
1: Now, for me, it's been a while since I've seen a CM Punk promo and, you know, him wrestle. So I don't know how the crowd will take if he would be a heel. Like, would they still cheer for him as a heel? Or I
0: think he can get it to work. Like, for love of God, Daniel Bryan got, them, got, them, got the fans of Boo Women WWE at one point. Mm. Uh, now, of course, we don't know if CM Punk is as good as Daniel Bryan. But you know, like you could do it. I don't think it's impossible. But like you know, see, a lot of the mystique of CM Punk was that he was not in WWE, though.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So like that, the CM Punk chant is actually ver- has very different, uh, I guess, a very different meaning now. So uh, I get, I think it's just one of those things where I just he comes back, he's he's be- I mean, like the word is hypocrite the best way to describe it like he's just got he, he should just put lean into that you know
1: yeah i mean i guess we'll see where wwe weeds with this then
0: yeah we'll see i mean like it's still it's still an incredibly hot product i i don't think anything that punk does i don't think they can fuck up how well um wwe is doing right now like they, as i said before they don't even need him there he's just kind of extra cherry on top he's like the second cherry on top
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: uh, uh, one 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 more thing before we actually end this episode sasha banks there's some rumors that she might be going back to wwe and
1: um... honestly if i
0: was her i'm going back to wwe i would go back to wwe the women's division the AEW is a mess and if she indeed has not signed a contract go back to wwe because like AEW, look tony khan's done some good things he's done some stupid things on top of that stupid list is the women's division. He just does not believe in women's wrestling. And he it's a self fulfilling prophecy with him. He doesn't give them time to develop characters and develop investment in the fans. And the fans don't get invested. That's just how it works. <laughs> like it's just yeah. So we'll see what Sasha Banks does or Mercedes Monet, however you want to say it. But I'm very interested to see what Sasha Banks does.
1: Well, is this gonna be a chain of events of AEW going down the drain then?
0: I don't think they'll go down the drain, they'll lose a lot of momentum, and like they'll have to just wait for WWE to cool down, but they'll be fine. Hmm. Like, because like their core audience is still there. Like CM Punk showing up on Raw did not actually cut into their viewership. So they just gotta do what they what they do, honestly.
1: Hmm. Okay, I see. So
0: okay, well, that's all I have then. Uh, if you have nothing else, uh let's call it an episode uh thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys on the next one Yep,
1: yeah, we'll see you guys later